0: Hello and welcome to a bowl of cereal. Have a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host Jax and I'm AJ and we are back with season two. Woo!
1: Woo!
0: Ah, so we are super excited and we're going to have a fun season I hope we've made a few format changes and we think it's very exciting and we hope that we can get some participation from you. Yes, what we are going to be doing is we're going to still be discussing movies, of course. However, we're going to focus mainly on movies that are more than 10 years old. Um, we're going to do that for two reasons. One, you're more likely to have seen it. And two, Statue of Limitations on spoilers is well beyond gone at this point. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these movies, discuss the plot. There will be spoilers, so there's your warning. However, once we're done at the end of the episode, we're then going to ask for your feedback. Where we want you to reach out to us through social media, through the website, what have you. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Let us know if you've seen it. You know, just give us some feedback and then we will discuss your feedback at the beginning of the next week's episode.
1: Alright, even let us know us a story about the movie when you saw the movie.
0: Exactly, to bring up a memory. You know, anything at all. And we'll go into a few more details near the end of the episode just to remind you what's going on. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our movie This week, we are discussing 1997's Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. For those of you who do not remember, or it's been a while, this 20-something-year-old movie that makes it feel really old, um, was the first in a trilogy. Uh, It's kind of a spoof on the spy genre, so spoof on the James Bond films. Uh, Incidentally enough, this series actually kind of irked uh, Daniel Craig and the other guys playing Bond, because they no longer they felt they couldn't make fun of themselves anymore because Austin Powers already had done it.
1: Yeah, they 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 kind of got a bug up their butt thinking oh, someone else made fun of us now we can't be all campy,
0: right? Which you know I I should probably at some point watch the James Bond films, but from the bits I've heard and the trailers I've mm-hmm. seen, they look that they they have gotten a little bit. Less campy over the years?
1: Oh, yeah, but they were most campy during the 80s.
0: Yes, so it had been some time since then anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, with the new Bond coming out at some point this year, Mm -hmm. um, sorry, but it's like April now, and just the other day it was announced that they were moving the latest Bond film...
1: All the way down to November, I think.
0: Yes, to November. I was trying to remember the name of it, but I can't. Um, But it's it's funny to me because they also had just released the title check song mm-hmm. that goes to every Bond film, <laughs> and it's already out, getting airplay, and now... Isn't
1: it, isn't it a re-release of Die Another Day or something to that effect?
0: Too Young to Die, no, Too Old to
1: Die? Too too Old to Die, I think, is, some, is something like that. Something
0: like that. And the turn actually looks really good, but now, because of some, because of reasons, it's being delayed, so I'm like, right? oh, okay, then, we're, we're banking on the Thanksgiving release. Alright, cool, so... We're going down where, oh, speaking of the Bond films, that has been something that Asia have been discussing, mm-hmm. which is doing a watch through of the Bond films. Mm-hmm. If that is something you are interested in hearing about or seeing on our YouTube channel, yes, we have a YouTube channel, but if that is something you are interested in, you know again, something else you can drop us a line about.
1: Yes. All
0: right, so now we're going to go into a bit about the plot, just to recap a few memories, see if we remember anything, talk about all the really bad jokes and...
1: The really... Really bad jokes.
0: Well, that really, really bad because that's saved for the third in the trilogy. Oh, true. true which true. I haven't watched probably since around the time it came out in the early two thousands.
1: Right. We we need to remember to save really the the term of really really bad for movies like Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls.
0: Yes, or uh, Austin Powers: Gold Member. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the movie starts basically in the sixties. Mm-hmm. We learn that Austin Powers is this super spy he has what is referred in the second way they call it his they refer to it a lot his mojo um but, but mo-
1: he is an international man a mystery if you will
0: except he's walking down the street everyone loves him he's bigger than the beatles so not really much mystery no um we also learn that he has an arch nemesis, dr evil mm-hmm. and dr evil is played also by mike myers um I didn't write this trivia down, but I believe uh, the bit I had read was that there was another actor they had wanted to play Dr. Evil, but they couldn't get him, so they said fuck it and chose Michael Myers. Oh,
1: wasn't it, um, oh, uh, Mario, um, Robin, uh, oh god, uh, Roger Rabbit fame, uh, the detective from Roger Rabbit.
0: Oh, 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 um...
1: Oh God! What's his name? Um...
0: I don't know. And all I'm thinking of is that this guy that was also in Danny the Dogs, <laughs> or, um of the do- Unleashed. Um,
1: well, he was Hoskins. In yeah, that's who it was. Bob Hoskins.
0: Yeah, wasn't it Bob Hoskins? I believe I, that's the actor you're referring to, but yes. I don't know if that's the one they want for Doctor Evil or not. Okay. Um, I do think Mike Myers did a fairly good job of this. Um, he was not going over the top. Well, okay, he did go over a bit, but. It wasn't insanely over the top, so a, a good ground, a good character.
1: A good ground grounding for a 90s movie.
0: Yes. We have to put that clarifier in there.
1: Yeah, because we need to remember, 90s were just a little bit more ridiculous in their comedy than they were now.
0: Yes. Well, oh, and everything. I mean, come on. What, what decade bought you Armageddon? Let's not teach the astronauts to drill. Let's send the drillers to space. That'll be easier.
1: Well, there's also the... Um, also, oh god, what was the other asteroid movie? Um, oh, uh Deep Impact. Oh, jeez. With
0: Elijah Wood uh-huh. and Lily Sabisky, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was great. Or then there was Volcano and Dante's Peak. Mm-hmm. I only, I saw part of Volcano and I saw all of Dante's Peak because apparently those were educational, so I saw them both in school.
1: Yeah, there was that was the 90s um that was the late 90s when we got really big on disaster movies.
0: Yes. Um, Independence Day came out during that time as yeah. well. And exactly. Yes, it it happens.
1: <laughs> it happens in cycles. Just like in the 70s, you had...
0: Earthquake, The Tower of the Inferno,
1: mm-hmm. um Inferno, Poseidon Adventure.
0: Was there one called Avalanche? Yes. Okay. I only know of that one because I vaguely remember the Universal Studios tour ride right. where they had a bit about Avalanche that they later turned into a bit from The Mummy. Right. Yeah, same thing. You deserts, now. Anyway. So, we have Austin Powers. He is our good guy. And then we have Dr. Evil. Something, something, something. Bad guy. And Dr. Evil's like, you know what? I cannot kill this Austin Powers. Even though he is a giant idiot and would be easy to kill if I had fired anyone competent at all. hmm Screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and freeze myself for like 30 years. And I'll come back when Austin's gone.
1: When he, I'm not going to have so much trouble with the rest of the world when it's not all free love and hippies.
0: Yes. So, bada bing, bada boom. It's now 1997, 30 years later. Dr. Evil's back. And we find out that Austin offered to freeze himself. Because apparently there was no other bad guys. There was nothing else he could have done in the past 30 years. But sit there like an ice cube waiting for Dr. Evil. Yep. Um, so they go ahead. So... He has a new partner. It's actually the daughter of someone. Of lust- his old partner. That he lusted after, but never got a chance yep. to hit that because she was married and he apparently does have some morals.
1: And, well, and then, you know, she's also attractive. So the entire plot of the movie becomes, Austin wants to hit that.
0: Yes. Let's just boil that down. <laughs> um, so... Just want to go a bit into this scene where they unfreeze Austin mm-hmm. um, because this is a spoof on a bit from the movie Demolition Man.
1: Yep, um, that so, I haven't seen, but but in Demolition Man, it's just a blink and you'll miss it scene as well. All it is is just talking about the oh, it's time to unfreeze him. We're gonna do this, then we're gonna do that, and then he's back, and then oh, we're gonna add the add the um the training in, um oh God, what is it? The uh, Rocky. No, 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 no. Not a training montage, but they add a, um, rehabilitation, um, they install, like, rehabilitation stuff in his mind. That okay. gives him, like, certain skills. They gave him knitting, by the way. That was He in would de-
0: get cold. He needed socks. Uh-huh.
1: That was in, uh, Demolition Man.
0: okay. Yeah. So, in this one, the phases on the freezing. First, we have to ice, mm-hmm. we have to laser cut him out of the big ice cube. Well then there's still ice around, so we're going to use the warm liquid goo phase, which mm-hmm. is the actual title where you basically coat him in melted jello and then have it disappear. Mm-hmm. then we need to go ahead and clean and the cleansing stage, which basically means shove him off compare belt, give him a shower, and then we have the evacuation phase, which just means letting him piss for like two minutes straight because mm-hmm. apparently you have to pee after a while yeah mm. um and so yeah' you know, all good we're unfrozen, no side effects at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, except for having difficulty controlling the, uh, volume of your voice, which lasts for all of like one joke in 30 seconds and never is brought up in the rest of the movie. Yep. And then as well, not being able to differentiate between your inner monologue and what you're speaking.
1: Also so, only a one scene joke.
0: Which again, goes along with the plot of I want to hit that yep. because he's top. Ta- he's thinking not- about how hot his partner, uh, Vanessa Kensington is. Yes. But it says he says out loud in a really crass way. Like, well, not super crass, but it's just... Best I can... I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. There are quite a few jokes in this film that when you look back on today, they are super cringy for how sexist they are or how rapey they feel. Mm-hmm. So this was just one of them. I'm just... I'm going to try not to dwell on them later or go over them later, but just saying... There is a bit of that in this movie, so if you haven't seen or if you're going to give it a rewatch, just, just keep, keep that, that in, mind. in mind. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's also and then right after this scene, while he's being discharged and getting all his belongings, there is a Swedish penis pump joke, which everyone probably remembers.
0: Yes. Um. I think we actually had bought at Spencer's like a little. I won't say the word replica, but basically like a little. Tie-in product joke prop thing. Get right. to my dad because my dad loved this movie mm-hmm. back in the day. I always played the soundtrack and stuff, and so.
1: Well, of course he loved the soundtrack. That was his childhood, or teen years, I guess you'd say.
0: Yeah, teen years. Let's talk about my age now. <laughs> um, and so, but so that basically gets us where Austin is, and then, as I mentioned, Doctor Evil is back. He is not without. Well, he did not. As far as we're made aware, he personally did not have any side effects. Have mm-hmm. his fluffy, fluffy white cat, Mr. Bigglesworth, turned from a...
1: From like a fluffy white Himalayan to a hairless sphinx.
0: And he blamed his um, one of attention, Mustafa, played by Will Ferrell. Um, and I do want to go over this joke because I think it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Evil... His headquarters is mm-hmm. in outside Vegas, mm-hmm. and it's this country called VirtuCon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um That's the cover, and they have this boredom of death. If Doctor Evil doesn't like you, he can hit a button on at his space seat at the head of the table, and your chair will basically dump you into a hole in the floor,
1: into a fire pit, essentially.
0: Yes. However, Mustafa doesn't quite die. Instead, we get the jokes of, hello. I'm not dead. I'm just very badly burned. Can yes, I get some hope?
1: And it goes on for a bit and to the point where Doctor Evil sends someone to shoot him, he shoots him, but doesn't kill him, so he says he's like, You shot me in the leg and then the then the guy shoots him again and kills him. Yeah. At least as well as we know. However, if I remember correctly, in the second movie, he is back in the second movie and we get another very similar Kind of a joke with him as well.
0: I do not remember that bit, so I will definitely have to check it out. Yeah. Um, well, right now these movies are on. All three are on Netflix um, as of early March, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So check out what you have available to you, and you can rewatch these on those on the that platform or whatever you or wherever it's on when you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, so I will have to check, and now I'm have more encouragement to check that out. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm kind of curious. Yeah. If you can give me a good reason to. Look forward to watching Gold Member. I'd love to hear it.
1: (laughs) Gold Member does it's the second one that first has Fat Bastard, right? Yes. So then, Gold, yeah, then there's no reason to watch Gold Member. Gold
0: Member was just a rehashing of the jokes in the first movies. Yeah, is from
1: what I recall. Yep. All right. Anyway, so so now
0: we have um, Doctor Evil back, and just a quick recap: we have Mustafa who's now
1: dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have number two, which is his number two man, who's basically been running the company.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have Freeline, yells a lot. Who I don't remember her name, but mm-hmm. she is. She seems more like his number two, but yep. she's there. And then we also find out that, you know, in case Doctor Evil didn't come back, we need someone in the family to run this evil empire. So we, you know, did some sciencey stuff, and we created you a son. Scott Evil played by the well, great Seth Green.
1: Officially, they said he was a cloned son, but.
0: Well, again, this, it's, we get a little bit more details in a second. Yeah. Um, so, Seth Green, because this was the 90s, every teenager had to be angsty mm-hmm. and, like, pissed off with the world and mm-hmm. stupid. Well, the 90s brand is stupid because they always make teenagers stupid. It, they, or, no, I'm sorry. Teenagers mm-hmm. are really stupid. Or they're super eloquent and talk great, like they were written by Kevin Williamson and mm-hmm. Star in Scream, or Dawson's Creek, to or f- Kevin Smith.
1: <laughs> but to be fair, he wasn't stupid. He's actually probably the most intelligent person in the room. Yes. Because of scenes that we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah. Um, my thing comes from basically where um, this part of the plot is that Dr. Evil wants a relationship with his quote-unquote son, Mm-hmm. Um, but he vo- he volleys between, I want this relationship instantly and I want to kill him. Yes. And then Scott's thing is just like, you've been gone all my life. Why should I be with you? And it's like, you obviously know where he was. Mm-hmm. Like, this is different than him going out for a pack of smokes and not coming back. You know, this is different than him just avoiding you. This, there was actually a reason here. It's like, yeah. So, and you're, he's more than all enough to understand what's going mm-hmm. on. You yeah, know, this isn't like a six or seven year old's. Like, dad went off to fight in the army and he's left me my whole childhood. Right. Yeah. So that that part just irked me a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But yes, and I think was that it for the. Um... That
1: was it for the boardroom scene, except for the million billion dollar joke.
0: Oh yes. Um. So basically, apparently, in the sixties a million bucks was a lot of money. So Doctor Evil wants to get right back into you know, holding the world hostage, but. He doesn't quite understand that when he says he wants a million dollars, they're like, "Would you happen to go get it from my bank account?" I have like our company made like nine billion last year, legitly. Yeah. So now it's like we want a billion bucks. Okay, a hundred billion.
1: Yes. Now there's also a couple other scene, a couple other quick jokes, but they're not really worth talking about because they're just.
0: They don't. They're not. They're not looked back on, they're not, um, uh, there's no callbacks to them later, and they're really not that great anyways. Yeah,
1: so, um, anyway, so at, at the end of the scene, then we cut back to Austin. Yes. Of course, so- it's, it's always going to go back to Austin, but, in this, this is the scene where he is on the plane, I think?
0: Yes, he has a private jet, um, which is super inconspicuous. I mean, mm. no one would suspect... That the bright pink and green and whatever else color tie-dye plane is Austin Powers.
1: Right. That doesn't it also even say Austin Powers on the side, I think?
0: I don't remember because it was a really quick scene of a model, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I think it was CG, actually. I think it was just early CG.
0: Oh, okay. So it was super quick, so you won't really notice. Yeah. Uh, but he's on the plane and just... Another bit that they have throughout the film is that Vanessa has is very type A. She's very like, we're going to get this done. Very neat. Very organized. So Mm -hmm. she's there trying to go through paperwork and fill Austin in on things. And he's there trying to see, you know, if his twigs and berries still work.
1: Right. Um, And that's his main concern almost this entire movie.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, his, so, uh, him and, uh, what's her name again? Vanessa. Vanessa. Him and Vanessa are on the, on the plane. And yeah. That's about how important she was in this movie, by the way. It's like, well, okay, she's a person. She's a woman. And that's the way they wrote her as is, oh, she's just a token woman.
0: Yep. Well, no, she's a token thing of of Austin's affection because, as earlier I mentioned, there was a lot of um, cringy moments, rapey moments. Mm -hmm. Um, Austin will do something like, for example, um, say something just really crass for, like, well, I'm it's too bad that stick up your ass had to die when he finally gets her to have fun later in the movie. Mm-hmm. She says things like that to her, and then she kind of, and then when she says some more things, she'll kind of look, be looking away, but she'll be smiling or she'll chuckle a bit because it's charming.
2: Where Which he it's almost not. tries
0: to rape her on the plane. Well, he doesn't. He mm. doesn't try to. But basically, there's a round bed, revolving bed on the plane, and he gets her to sit next to him while they talk about stuff. Yeah, he doesn't try to rape
1: her. her. He it, assumes he sexually assaulted definitely, but. He doesn't try to read. Yeah,
0: there we go. There we go. Results. Because, like, they're sitting on the plane. They hit the bed. They hit turbulence. So she falls um, back on the bed. Mm-hmm. Look, well, luckily no softening. And then Austin's like, oh, I fell, and falls on her. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to get up, but he keeps falling on her, so she can't get up.
1: Obviously falling, just falling on her on purpose.
0: Yeah. So, it's, my brain is, like, I look at it with nostalgia eyes, so my brain is wanting to give it a, a deep, a, a pass. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, this this is kind of not cool. It kind of takes me out of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're on the plane. They get to Vegas. They are portraying... They are... They're undercover as a newlywed couple. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, We get some joke about how, you know, Vanessa's suitcase is all packed neatly into, like, Ziploc bags. hmm Which today we call organizer cubes, and... Yeah. We have Marie Kondo and shit, so it's not as bad. Yeah. Not as a... Found- not frowned upon. Fun. Not, not as, as mocked.
1: Yeah, not as mocked.
0: Um, and then Austin and Vanessa head out to the casino because they need to start scoping out the target and they're looking for number two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They find, let's see here, number two at the blackjack table mm-hmm. with his girl named
1: Alada Fajina.
0: Yes, F with the F.
1: Yep.
0: And Austin decides, you know, I'm gonna be suave. I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna horribly lose at blackjack because I'm trying to be cool, even though. And they give no you that
1: "danger is my middle name" joke, and which they did earlier in the movie, I think. But yeah. It's just a.
0: It's it even back then it was an old joke. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um. So they have the game. Then Vanessa does something I don't know, and Austin goes to the bathroom. He's following number two. Mm-hmm except he goes in the bathroom, and number two's not in the bathroom, so...
1: Somehow he... Disappeared. Yeah. So then Austin goes and sits in one of the stalls.
0: And there is... Behind the stalls, there's paintings, because apparently this is a classic Mm -hmm. casino. Mm -hmm. I've never been to Vegas. Please let me know if this actually is a thing.
1: Painting moves, moves over, and an assassin for Dr. Evil comes out and tries to kill Austin. A joke ensues of him asking who does number two work for. While another patient in the bathroom is going, yeah, you tell that turd who's boss. Yep. Um,
0: He is being strangled, so, you know, there's grunting noises included. Yep. Uh, So, it's a slightly amusing scene. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, we have the bit where Austin overpowers the guy, and Austin, the guy is dead. His head's in the toilet. And so, when Austin leaves the stall, the other guy's like, wow, what did you eat? Yep. So, it's like... Are you stupid or something, sir?
1: Well, he's played by Tom Arnold, so... Yeah. Gotcha. Anywho.
0: Tom Arnold basically... here's If you don't know who Tom Arnold is, if you've seen Nash Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Cousin Eddie.
1: I, yeah, Not I the same
0: actor, but
1: uh, yeah, I, the same I, type of roles. Yeah, I don't think you need to go into Tom Arnold's filmography.
0: No, I don't want to send you down that path. Those anyway. are future episodes.
1: Yes. Anywho... <laughs> So, what happens after that?
0: Alright, so now we're over at Dr. Evil's... Excuse me, Dr. Evil's base at mm-hmm. Um, And it's time we put our plan in action. Oh, so yeah, so Dr. Evil plan after being... We forgot a bit. So earlier, Dr. Evil was trying to figure out like how he was going to get back into Hole in the World for Ransom. Um, He had a few off-color bits. Well, off-color because of what happened that same year. Mm-hmm. Um, He talked about framing the British royal monarchy, saying the prince was having an affair and would have to get a divorce. Oh, Prince Charles and Diana did get a divorce.
1: Okay. Oh, and she did die.
0: Yeah, and there was another one. This wasn't shown in the clip, the mm-hmm. cut that we saw, uh, but there was a trivia how there originally was a joke about the princess dying or a photographer or paparazzi or something. Right. Something that basically was way too close to home considering that Diana, Princess of Wales, did pass away that year.
2: Yeah.
0: So... Um, they decide, like, screw it, let's just hijack some nukes and hold the word for ransom. Right. So now, that was happened earlier, and so now in this scene, we have to tell the UN what our rant, that we have, that uh, we've kidnapped these nukes, and here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: in the t- in the time of co- talking to the UN, he go he gives the one million one dollars joke again.
0: Yes. The uh, UN says, they do not negotiate with terrorists.
1: And he just says, bye.
0: Yep, we'll talk later. Right, so that's quite a way, and then, you know, so now we know what's going on Dr. Evil, but we're going to cut back to Austin, since he is our main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn through a few scenes that um, Vanessa's mom was the one that got away for Austin, that has, the mom never slept with Austin, mm-hmm. um, he was charming, but she was married. Um, and then we do, you know, so we find out that information, and then we get some information that, you know... Apparently, Austin and Vanessa take their job so important that they spend, like, five minutes of the morning spying on Dr. Evil, only to see his cat getting into a limo and driving away. And they do nothing else of importance that day because so of it. So, they mix. go on
1: a large date and get drunk.
0: Yeah. But I just go on a date get drunk. Um, Vanessa now is this is where we get the whole, sorry, the bug up your ass had to die You know, because she's now she's much looser when she gives her champagne.
1: And then Vanessa, Vanessa starts hitting on him while she's drunk, and Austin does the one chivalrous thing in this entire movie, which is, yeah, I'm not gonna object to that you're drunk. That's taking advantage. Yep.
0: So she passes out. Austin though, he's not that drunk. He's not tired. He's awake.
1: So he decides to go over to a, a for forch, no
0: yeah, well, he does. so he gets then a message from Basil expedition oh, Ex- that's exposition what Basil, says it first. Basil Exposition, which is basically Q yeah, um and they say like, yo, oh, hey, Alada has these plans for the nukes. You should go to her penthouse and mm-hmm. find out. Sassen so goes to the penthouse, gets some photos, right gets caught, so time for him to seduce her in the hot tub, except she seduces him. And she's able to go through his belongings without him noticing. And then they proceed to have sex because she seduced him and she won. And I still have to share the great quote from AJ for how Austin acted oh, in the situation. Oh, yeah, while, while,
1: she, while they're in the hot tub and he's just... He acts like he's never touched a woman in his life.
0: Uh, uh, yes. I've said, I said this before as well when we were talking about this. Which... Jim from American Pie... Mm-hmm. Had more of, um,
1: had more um, going for him. More of a mojo. More of a more game.
0: Yeah, more game than him. Yeah.
1: like, and he. That's the funny thing is because, because this movie came out when I was a you know, preteen teenager. You know, oh this this speaks to me because that's you know, that's me. That's how I would act. Now as someone who's now, on a. Uh, "Quote unquote adult, um, who's married and whatnot." I look at this and I go, "Dude, seriously,
0: right? <laughs> Hold it together somewhat. You apparently had this great mojo in the '60s. You were frozen. You weren't like hiding in a cave on an island all alone for all this time, mm-hmm. talking bitchy things about, thinking bitchy things about your old friends and your sister. Wait, that's Luke. Anyways,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. You look at that and you go." It couldn't have been that easy in the 60s, could it? Well, maybe it was just easier because he drugged all the women. Or the women were just on drugs in general. Possibly. Anywho, so he ha- he essentially has sex with Alada. Um, and goes back to the room.
0: Yep, and you know, it's no big thing. In the 60s we did this all the time, whatever.
1: Yep, so d- at this point don't we cut back to, um, Dr. Cut back Evil? to Dr.
0: Evil? And we find out that Dr. Evil does have a secret weapon mm-hmm. for how to handle Austin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, These elites uh, military force called the Fembots. Yes. These are robots that look like hot women. Think Dressed Stepford in Jean- wa-
1: lingerie, all blonde.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Think Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. And what they have going for them is they are so beautiful that men will not be able to at- react and it'll give them time for guns to... Gun barrels to pop out of their breast and shoot the guys. Yep. Um. It was a big thing. It's... It's kind of amusing, but... Eh. yeah, Yeah, that's how I kind of felt that. Yeah. Right? So, and now we know what our bit with Dr. Evil's secret weapon is. Mm-hmm.
1: And I will point out that at this point, I think I fell asleep during the movie. Yes. So, so
0: he fell asleep. I'm still watching... I get to see with Austin Vanessa that they are mm, basically Austin is shown a bit more technology that wasn't available in the sixties, mm-hmm. um, things like GPS and there's a joke about this is toothpaste and mouthwash and floss and you have horrible teeth that you should fix,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then we and then that goes on to Vanessa find out that Austin slept with Alada. And not understand what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. And then we have Austin realizing just how to touch what things he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm actually going to skip another scene over a scene, real qu- a scene with Dr. Eva real quick and continue with Austin. Um, because basically with Austin's storyline at this point is a little bit more stronger.
1: Yeah, or- is it, Doesn't he go through like a montage right now where essentially if this was... I mean this is made during this time so I'm surprised they didn't have that do it. But a montage where he's doing all these different things where he... Kind of expect to hear, everybody hurts.
0: Hey, hey, we can't sing that. You know what happened to the show Mission Hills? Yeah, I know. Um, if you haven't seen Mission Hills, it was a great cartoon series in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one episode where the song Everybody Hurts actually played a big, an integral part of the plot. Mm-hmm. But for the DVD release, they could not get that permission, so they had to replace the song. Well, they had to replace the original recording. But the mm-hmm. end of the episode, the whole cast is singing that song. And so it just doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't fit as well.
0: Yeah. Um, But so, yes. So he's like realizing how a touch he is with things. He's at a bar. People are laughing at him. He's trying to listen to a CD on a record player.
2: Mm -hmm. He's
0: looking at the moon landing. Just all these things that he missed because he was frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And this is also when... And this... Part of this... um, Montage of awareness kicked off when Vanessa was on him for sleeping with a lot of... without condoms, without any protection, without any thought mm-hmm. that you would need protection. Right. Because in his mind, oh, you only need that if you're like a sailor and he's doing all these things overseas or off shores or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if you're having free love with our people, that's kind of in the same, you know, the same position as the sailors if they're having a lot of sex with yeah. a lot of people. So... That was just interesting because you get him kind of realizing like, hey, things have really, really changed. Um but whatever, apparently they make up for it and we're gonna go on a tour of the VirtuCon facility the next day because as any public company will do, here's a tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we oh. go into the tour, I'm gonna hop back over to the scene with Doctor Evil skipped on. Mm-hmm. Um and this is just quite a bit of the Doctor Evil plot is just this is also awesome necessary. Hey, let's check on Dr. Evil real quick. Okay, let's give you a bit of a plot. Let's come back. Um, it's This was written by or it stars some SNL cast members. Mm-hmm. And so there are quite a few scenes in this movie where they don't flow as naturally. It's more of uh, we wrote the I'll, skit yeah. for Saturday Night Live and... This person's in this situation. Hey, it won't be great if they were also in this situation.
1: Yeah, a lot of this movie feels it's not so much uh, um, a cohesive story as it is sketch with these characters, sketch with these characters, sketch with these characters. And,
0: and a big part of that thought process, is illum- um, realization, is illuminated by this scene where Dr. Evil and Scott are going into, they go to um, Family group, therapy, therapy, group, group therapy with a bunch of fathers and sons and um, Therapy is led by the therapist Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. and then just to be a trivia. There's another father and son who were semi-famous at the time because a couple for of years a commercial prior,
1: on the Super Bowl, I think it was. Yep, yeah,
0: there's a commercial for Bud Light beer where two guys sitting on a dock, and the other one
1: was going Dad. To you're my dad,
0: and uh, I love you, man. Because you know men don't show emotions. Yeah, which considering they were just saying Frozen Two is great for actually allowing men to show from emotions and that just came out last year
2: we Where
1: have did ways it let to go. Men show emotion? Huh? Where did it let men show emotion?
0: Because Christoph sang the song about having emotions. Lost in the Woods.
1: So instead of actually showing that he has emotion, we got a song about his emotions.
0: Because usually the, it's the girl who's singing about, like, for example, in Hercules, Meg sang...
1: Oh, oh I, I get it, but I'm just saying, instead of actually showing his emotions, it's just a song about his emotions.
0: Yes, but he was actually able to convey that he has emotions. right? Um... But so that's kind of where we are with the Bud Light commercial instead of that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but those two people were in the um, movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and insert a clip from their, from that commercial at some point to see if that jogs your memory.
1: Dad? Yeah? There's uh, something I want to tell you. <sighs> what is it, son? Well, Dad, you're my dad. And I love you, man. <laughs>
2: You're not getting my Bud Light, Johnny.
0: But yeah, so basically, the whole point of the therapy scene is just to show why Scott's saying, "I want," you know, he wants me to take over the take over the world and do this. And therapist Carrie Fisher is taking it as, "Do you hear what he's saying? He he wants me to take over, as if he's talking in metaphors, like I want my son to do great things, and it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no, I I want him to literally rule the world." Um Let me get a long little monologue by Dr. Evil about how he's growing up and...
1: How he was mistreated growing up and whatnot. Basically, yeah. How he's... You know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, he's fucking Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yes. (laughs) Doofenshmirtz
0: means in Ferb, right? Yes.
1: Okay. He's the one that... um, Every time we talk about a, a story of when he was a kid, it's some awful, horrible story of how he was mistreated and abused as a kid.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, that wrapped up line because that just makes it sound bad. Yeah. But that, that is the stick. Yeah. Alright, so we have that scene just to show that, you know, Dr. Evelyn and Scott are trying to patch things over. I have a feeling Floraline's actually sent them there and made them mm-hmm. do it because she is that much of a, I, in a charge of them. Line? But yeah. But, yeah, that's what we get. Yeah. Alright, so now we're over at the tour with Austin and Vanessa. So, we now have everyone in the same building, so it won't be as much kinda back and forth and hopefully a much more cohesiveness going from here out, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, there is, but we're getting there.
1: Well, because at this point, we're not cutting back, like you said, we're not cutting back and forth to Dr. Evil and Austin because they're now they're in the same location.
0: Yes, and so what one does impacts the other. Uh-huh. So Austin and us are on this tour. It's like a little tram ride. They sneak off through the door, Mark's secret. No one sees them. Except the tour guide who there calls security. A,
1: that's actually a really great jo- little visual gag right there. Because normally at that point you'd see a... Um, you d- you see two guards go into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And one's the,
0: really short one's and one's real... re- and one's really tall and big and fat.
1: Yes. and one's, yes. So you see them go into the bathroom and then Austin and Vanessa... Uh, Vanessa, right? Yes. Okay. Go into the restroom and beat them up. So you expect them to come out with... You know, one really tight costume and one, you know, really loose costume. Nope, perfectly fitting.
2: Perfectly, yes.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it, it's a good little visual gag on that one, yep. I thought.
0: And they don't dwell on it so much, which makes it have more power. Yeah. Instead of going, hey, get it, get it, uh-huh, laugh. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, they, but of course, again, I mentioned that the tour guide saw them, so now people are looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while awesome Vanessa are making their way toward Dr. Evil's lair... We now have Dr. Evil. Oh, they made their way over, and then Dr. Evil apparently caught them. Uh-huh. So, now Dr. Um, Austin. Austin and Vanessa. I was going to say Dr. Dr. Austin. Austin. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ooh.
0: So, Austin and Vanessa are now. And that
1: comes in the third movie.
0: He's Dr. in the third movie?
1: We'll talk about more about the third movie when it comes I don't remember
0: out. much of it, except this was boring. Um,
1: I guess you could say Dr. Powers instead of Dr. Evil.
0: Oh right, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting, a thing. yeah. If I uh damn. Yeah. I have to rewatch it. Evil, <laughs> AJ sucks. Oh,
1: what was that? AJ sucks. Why?
0: Because they make me want to watch the shitty movie.
1: <laughs> this is
0: payback for all the bad movies I had you watched.
1: This is payback for Tremors, bitch.
0: Tremors is a good movie.
1: Well, tremors one is a decent movie. That's
0: why it says a good movie. I was gonna say it was tremors a good series. Tremors two,
1: Tremors three, Tremors four, Tremors five. Drummer 6. Drummer 6, which actually which those, we have not seen yet, but we did see up to 5, I'm fairly certain. We saw through 4, 1 through 4,
0: which actually are some of our lost episodes that were mm-hmm. never released. Um, if you would like me to edit those up and put them available for our Patreon members, you got to become a Patreon member and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Let me know if you're interested. Please. And that way I can get him to watch the last two so I can finally watch number 6, A Cold Day in Hell. Uh. <laughs> it's going to be tacular. I can oh, tell. Oh, yeah.
1: No more ass blasters here.
0: So, back to Austin. Yes. Austin, Vanessa are now in Dr. Evil's boredom. So, yay, we're actually in the same damn room again. Um, And they get... Our heroes get to watch as Dr. Evil calls up the UNM video. Mm -hmm. He shows off his shiny new warhead that he stole and he explains his plan because, you know, we have to monologue. Um, And we're going to talk about how the warhead will dig into the earth down to the core. And once we reach the core, the... uh, Nuke will basically cause an explosion that will cause all of Earth's volcano to explode. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, and then we get a gag about Doctor Evil doesn't know how to turn off the video. He accidentally switches it to be some butthead. Mm-hmm. Whoever connected the scene together, I'm going to assume Scott was trying to watch TV in the board one day.
1: Yeah, for example. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet someone wasn't thinking when they connected the TV to the cable. Yes. Or the the yes. the broadcaster to the cable, whatever you want to call it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so after that little bit, it's now dinner time. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin and Vanessa are now wearing super shiny tinfoil outfits that Dr. Because People... they've been
1: invited to dinner for their last meal.
0: Yes, and this is the part where we can tell that Scott is the smartest person in the room. Yes. <laughs> um, because, you know, Scott comes in and he's like, why are you feeding them? Yeah. They're, your, they're, your capture, uh, they're your uh They're your hostages. Captives.
1: They're your hostages. Yes. Why don't we just fucking kill them? I've yes. got a gun in my room. I'll go get, get it. Boom.
0: Roll the out. No, no. That's not how we do it. Instead, Dr. Evil opens up a hidden wall. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, there is a little pool mm-hmm. that ha- that's supposed to have sharks with laser beams on their head. And because of the endangered species list, it's now mutant sea bass that are really pissed off. Guess that will do. And so Austin and Vanessa are sent into this room and put onto this little platform in the middle of the pool. Mm-hmm. That is going to slowly lower them to their death. And then because, of course, you know, we have to do things right, he closes the fake wall mm-hmm. and now doesn't see what's going on. And again, Scott's like, what the fuck, Dad? You're not even going to watch him? No, no, let Daddy handle things.
1: Yeah. And sadly enough, just thinking about this right now, reminded me of something we will talk about in the third movie as well.
0: Yes. I... So... We now know that Scott and Dr. Evo are having their own little tiff on the other side of this wall. Meanwhile, Austin and Vanessa are trying to figure out how to save themselves.
1: Vanessa brings out some floss and Austin says, I get it, I get it. My teeth are bad, blah, blah, blah.
0: But really, this is the strongest floss known to fucking man because they're able to go ahead, use it as like a grappling hook and a rope to swing off the platform that's lowering onto the ledge. Mm Mm-hmm. Knock out the security guard who's been listening to them plan this and lets them have time to do all this while well, Vanessa or no Austin then knocks him into the pond.
1: Right. And don't the at this point, don't the fem bots come out? Not yet. Okay. But
0: you get the fem bots soon. So now Austin and Vanessa are safe for now and they go right through the town looking for an exit. Mm-hmm. They find one. Vanessa go leaves the exit to go get help.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Austin is going to keep an eye on Dr. Evil. Um, we also choose this important moment as a nuke is burying, burrowing into the Earth's core mm-hmm. for Austin to explain to Vanessa how a lot of meant nothing to him. Because we couldn't have discussed this this morning, last night, tomorrow, right now. So so she runs off, and Austin goes back to look for Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts looking through rooms, looking through rooms, and it's, you know, he's looking rooms. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, um, Austin stumbles into the room with the fembots. He just came from the room with Dr. Evil. It was right next door. hmm You don't know where you're going, so you find the sexy robots. Yep. Okay, Austin. Um, and they proceed to try to seduce him. Mm-hmm.
1: He tries to... Then he tries to doubly return it on them and seduce them.
0: Yes. And we get this, we get this famous scene where the Divino song, I Touch Myself, is playing... As Austin ships strips, very sexily,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, very. He stri- Austin ships, and basically his mojo is so strong that the fembots act as if they were asked to divide by zero and their heads explode.
1: Yeah, but while the and when they come inside, she um, or at this point Vanessa Seat comes inside and sees this. And Austin's like, I'm trying to explain, and she's like, oh, I trust you, Austin. Why? I don't know. Google, Google, tee-hee-hee. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, again, at this point, if you've seen the second movie, you know why.
0: If not, careful we'll give you a spoiler on the second movie? Of course you don't. You're here anyways. Yeah. So we found at the very beginning of the second movie that Vanessa was a fembot. Yep. And Basil knew it. Yep. Which explains why he gave her all that information earlier in
1: Yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah, so it you find out that, yeah, that makes sense why she was so enamored with Austin. And, oh, she let him get away with everything and blah, 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 blah. Yes.
0: I mean, on one hand, it could be seen as a corny way for us mm-hmm. just to explain away for the last movie. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I would give them props for like, okay, you at least figured something out, but it makes so little sense for what else was going on or for everything else that was going on. That's just, we're not really going to do, you know,
1: it just feels a me. lot
0: more awkward. And I don't think it would have felt as awkward if the movie had aged better. Yeah. I think that's part of it. If her fembot reactions weren't so out of
1: place. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only this, you, there are scenes in this movie where you see her calling and talking to her mother.
0: Or talking to Basil and him telling him, talk to this person, that person. And
1: so it's like, so if they had spent a little bit more time at the beginning of the second movie, I think.
0: To say she was replaced by a fembot? Exactly. That would make more sense. Yeah. And keep in mind, by the time we found out in the second movie she was replaced by a fembot, I believed her and Austin had had sex. Yep. And he didn't notice. Yep. But then again, since he'd never been touched by a woman before, except for a Judging by his actions, that does He's make sense. He's probably
1: used to silicone at that point.
0: Yeah. And
1: famous. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yep. So anyways, back at the lab. Austin Vanessa, they're now back together. They have a brute squad. We're going to go and take Dr. Evil. Let's go into the room that has the nuke. And we should be cautious because this is a volatile warhead. We need to be careful. Let's blow up a wall to get our way in.
1: Blow up a wall? Don't they just start shooting bullets everywhere? And,
0: yeah, we get a montage. Well, not montage really. We uh, just get a, a fight, fight scene.
1: Essentially, a battle scene.
0: Yeah, with uh, the song "Secret Agent Man" playing yeah. while well, everyone's running around, um, shooting and fighting. And
1: well, if you've ever if if you've never seen this movie and don't haven't seen the scene, just to give you a good picture of what it might look like, if you've ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where. Uh, Where Scorpio, Hank 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 Scorpio, Scorpio, who uh, is a power plant owner in a different city that snipes Homer, at the end of the movie, Scorpio is revealed to be, or end of the movie, or end of the show, episode, (laughs) Hank Scorpio is revealed to be an evil mastermind a la Dr. Evil, and it's a fight with a bunch of different agents in his, you know, lair.
0: Yep. It's a great episode, by the way. Definitely better than this movie. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember what... um
1: it's season five or six. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking six, because generally things I thought were season five usually end up being season six.
0: Okay, so it's actually, um... That's season eight. Season eight, episode two, episode title, You Only Move Twice, if you own the DVDs or Blu-rays, again, season eight. If not, hey, Disney Plus... Only like six bucks a month, I think.
1: Not bad. Not. Wor- it's
0: on there. Season eight, episode two. You Definitely worth twice. it
1: just for the Simpsons.
0: Yeah. And that episode is wonderful. Yep. Um. So back to this. So the he- whole big fight scene. Thankfully, there is a very conveniently placed abort button that Austin presses just before the warhead reaches the core. Mm-hmm. So everything's saved. I mean, just because we have a giant hole in the earth that's going to cause issues. No, we don't worry about not. that.
1: That, that drill probably didn't reach it past the crust.
0: Nah, just because we have, like, a big monitor that shows all this, but... Yeah. It's probably, like, that Pizza Hut, like, Pizza Tracker app. That, oh, yeah. that just full of lies and just goes based off the estimated time it the should take.
1: Has, the warhead has entered the mantle. Uh, it's still only five feet deep. It has entered the mantle. Um, but oh, it's right, I can see it. It has entered the mantle! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... All this fun's going on. Austin hits the board button. Doctor Evil, being the great brave warrior he is, runs, and you know he runs back to the evil boardroom of evil. And you know what? We're gonna start monologuing about how you know I'm here, and you know, isn't it great about, or isn't it? What's the word? Um, isn't that you know interesting? How all the things you stand for, like free love and swinging. Those were all wrong in the '90s, you know, trying mm-hmm. to make Austin to feel like he is not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But no, Austin, says, like, no, they were really rebelling against money and capitalism. And Dr. Evil says there's nothing more uh, pathetic than the aging hipster. Everyone my age is going, why do I feel attacked right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we then have, you know, so now it's just the two guys staying there, talking not Too many stakes. Oh, but no, Alana is here and she has a hostage in Vanessa. Hmm, what is Austin to do? Look, a wild Scott appears, hostage. I will kill your son, Evil. Oh, go for it. Need a gun? (laughs) Yeah, doesn't really care. Scott's like, Scott throws a fit, like, you don't care about me, runs off. (laughs) Not exact words, but you get the gist. Yeah, um, so. Now, shit, what is Austin to do? Hey, here's number two. Fuck, now Austin's really boned. But no, number two is here to form a mutiny. He's mad at Dr. Evil because he built this company into... I don't want to use the word respectful because I have a feeling VirtueCon... Into an empire. Into an empire, yes. Because I have a feeling VirtueCon was really just the code name they gave to the x Comcast. Yep. So, still evil. Um, so... Blah 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 blah. Dr. Evil sends uh, number two into a fire pit, and Vanessa is able to escape with a cry shot to a chop to a lotta. Something, something, something. Someone hit the self destruct button. Everyone runs off. Mm -hmm. Um, Vanessa and Austin head out a door into their waiting car and drive off with an explosion in the background. Dr. Evil gets back into his rocket ship and gets out. No clue on what happened to the rest of the Brute Squad. All of the workers for Dr. Evil. All those people in the tour group that were around the building.
1: Now, 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 sweetie, you're starting to sound like Randall from Clerks.
0: Look, I'm just saying that they're in the middle of building the Death Star. That but they're there's a lot independent of workers.
1: contractors. They knew what they were getting into.
0: They need jobs. This is America. We need <laughs> jobs because all the ones we have suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Yes. So... End of of the basic plot of the movie, but no, we need one more little bit. So, we learn that three months later, uh, Austin and Vanessa have gotten married. They're in a hotel room. They are talking to Basil about, like, you know, hey, things are good. Mm -hmm. However, we found out that the, um, uh, shoot. Basically, the people that keep her safe... I have no clue where the fuck Dr. Evil is. They've lost track of his spaceship. hmm Oh, uh, shit. Um, but we did find out that Dr. Evil is going... Dr. Evil... That Austin is going to be knighted. So, mm-hmm. yay. And I don't think that plays any part later and on, then at but this I
1: do at this point, we also get the last visual gag of the movie.
0: Which is Vanessa walking around naked, which is the earlier play of an earlier scene where Austin was walking around naked while the other person is on the phone.
1: And like, holding up stuff and blocking his junk and... Now, it's the same thing with Austin blocking her breast.
0: Yeah, you just don't see anything because items mm-hmm. blocked away. And, damn, we're calling back to The Simpsons again. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, um, In the Simpsons movie, Bart is dared to skateboard naked to the cl- uh, Krusty Burger. And as he goes by, he's just completely being blocked by, like, a road sign. Or someone's coming up with a lollipop. Or there's a
1: Yep, every bush. little thing is blocking up his his, you know, little boy junk. And then all of a sudden... Everything's blocked, but it's junk.
0: Yes. Which is funny enough. When that movie came out, I actually uh, had a supervisor, person, typers at work, was mm-hmm. trained us on something. And she complained like, that was inappropriate. Blah, blah, blah.
1: That was the joke.
0: Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Not my fault. You don't know what PG could mean.
1: Yeah, right. Mental
0: like guidance. Anyways. So we get that joke. And then the room service comes. Um, Now, room service is being delivered by another henchman of Dr. Evil's called Mm -hmm. Random Task. Modeled a bit after Oddjob from the Bond series. And Random Task, you know, his thing is he's going to throw a shoe at you. Mm -hmm. And so he throws a shoe at Austin. And Austin goes, who throws a shoe? Really? You fight like a woman. While that's meant to be an insult, pretty much Austin is a shitty fighter. And throughout the movie... The women are the ones who actually get shit done. So I kind of want to say that's a compliment can, in context of this film. Yes. Um, but they take care of um, random tasks. They use the Swedish pump to distract them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they hand him over the head, toss them out into the hallway. Ba-beam, ba-boom. We're good. Let's go look at the stars and, hey, what's that in the sky? For some reason, with their naked eyes, they can see Dr. Evil's spaceship. Mm-hmm. But the government, but the military, but British intelligence has no clue where Dr.
1: Evil is. But they, and it's not at this point they do the dick and balls jokes? I thought no, they, that's I the thought second. they did that at the end of this movie.
0: Nope. There is a big bit, which is actually, I'm remembering it being really funny, so I'm interested to see.
1: In the second movie, if it's as good? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, but yeah. And so that, it was just with seeing Dr. Evil out there, and that's the end of the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Overall, I kind of think this is, this holds up okay. Again, there's cringy bits. There's bits that just don't.
1: You need to you need to realize that it really is just it's it's made of its time.
0: Right in the nineties. Keep in mind nineties
1: uh, at the nineties we were just first starting to get PC culture. Yes, but we weren't but we weren't getting it entirely, and we weren't we were still allowing a lot of things through. Right.
0: We we. PC culture was there, but then you had a lot of other people rebelling against PC culture. Mm-hmm. So while you have this portion of society, it's like
2: mm-hmm. it's really
0: not right to say that. You know, women should be right to have rights and need to be respected and don't mm-hmm. do that. We then had Monica Lewinsky going on, and we had people just rebelling, going, "You can't basically being you can't you,
1: tell me what to say. You can't me tell me what ask. to
0: say, and you're being overly sensitive." and that socialism wait that's that's now um anyways yeah. <laughs> it It basically was just a fight to become the new normal mm-hmm. so it takes it takes time mm-hmm. that doesn't say this was right yep. it just says that the world's going through a change kind of um going back to a different generation when segregation was ending we had um, in the US there was areas that you know were like yeah th- th- mm-hmm. why was this a problem and then you know, others who thought that those who were against segregation were just being like overly sensitive Mm -hmm. and caught, you know, and so they made things tougher in other areas.
1: Yeah. And, and I think you said that a little oddly, but, um, yeah, but I, I think that like, even there's a lot of things that like, for example, in the seventies, seventies, I think was the biggest purveyor of, freedom of speech for when it came to comedy and whatnot. You had a lot of really inappropriate, really nasty, really... Crass. Crass jokes. It the 80s, it started to get a little bit better but then you, but then you still have those little outliers and then you had shit like Soul Man come out in theaters.
0: Soul Man is about a...
1: White kid who... Affluent, is, affluent, affluent uh, a fl- white affluent white kid. A fluent white kid who can't afford college.
0: No, no, I... Yeah, I don't either he couldn't afford it or he didn't have the grades to get in.
1: So he wanted, he, so in, in order to take advantage of the system, he paints himself black and gets a scholarship from the Negro, Negro College Fund.
0: I never saw a movie, I just heard bits, so
1: it's fucked
0: up. Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. Right, and so then you had people going that, um, and then the fight back about this, all uh, this too, also was the 80s, is when we had. Uh, Tipper Gore doing, um, she, she is the wife of a politician mm-hmm. and basically what happened is she got this family council together, mm-hmm. council, I don't remember the exact name, but basically they're the ones who pushed for the rating systems, um, not rating, for that parental advisory that on music. That I think was
1: actually in the early 80, early nineties, not the eighties. Late
0: eighties, early nineties. Okay. I know D Snyder was part of it. So, mm-hmm. and he actually spoke really eloquently on it. Right. Um, But we were getting stuff like that, too. So, we went really, really far, really crashed, Then we got, like, really... Then we got, you know, the music was crashed And then, you know, we In all went, the, like, Then
1: the 90s, weird. it seemed like we were almost... That we were almost all the way politically correct. However, there was this really underlying rudeness to it. Right. And that's why... Because you... Look at... I, I, just to, for an example, look at how bad the gay jokes and the transgender jokes were in the nineties mm-hmm. and those were, all, and those were allowed, but those were, but, and they were like, Oh, well done
0: there is actually someone on YouTube.
1: Uh, yeah, there is a there's a guy who
0: talks about this. He has
1: a talks a lot about gays in the media, and he's really good, really eloquent on the subject.
0: His name is called Matt Baum. Mm-hmm. Um, I will link him in the description as well as in the blog post. Um, basically, he does a few different types of videos, a few different series on his channel. Mm-hmm. But one of them he does is Culture Cruise, where he will pull a piece of media, like for example, uh, some Cheers episodes from the '80s, early '90s. Um, or you'll
1: see, or like one of his one of the first ones I saw, which was his episode on the Golden Girls. Yep,
0: and it, it basically he highlights here's some media and here's how here's how things were back then. Here are things changed. You know, we still have ways to go, but it's even if you are not. I don't want to say if you're not against it. If you're against it, no, that's because I. Please don't be against it. Um, but even if you are not. You're not aware of how serious or you're, you're you're someone who likes to think, well, I'm not that political. I'm not that much of someone who's going to be out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In your privacy of your own home, you can watch and maybe learn and learn something, you know, whether it's something that will change your mind or at least just give you some more knowledge or more mm-hmm. awareness of the situation. Right. You know, it it, can, it can't hurt. Yes. So, yeah. So that's what we're talking here where things just have changed, but the movie was just in a time period where things... Quite changed. Yes. Um, thinking of things that changed, I'm going to go into a few little bits of trivia. So let's start with the fun one first because <laughs> I have one that's not so fun.
1: Random task.
0: We're going to go to him second.
1: Oh, I thought that was the first one.
0: That's the one that's not fun. Oh, okay. Okay. So during the movie, Aston, he gets on the internet. Yes, there was internet in the 90s. <laughs> um, the big carrier was America Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of America Online or don't know it too well, back in the 90s, it was you had to have a phone line.
2: Yep.
1: You
0: connected your computer to your telephone line. Back,
1: back in the 90s, we were no, we were not on cable internet. We were not on its own dedicated line for internet. We had to have our own dedicated phone line for the internet, and we had to use what was called dial-up.
0: Well, not dedicated, because my family at some point did eventually get a dedicated phone line. It didn't, because it didn't need kids. to be
1: dedicated, but if you wanted to use your, phone, your, your main line at all, it had to be a secondary phone line.
0: Because if you were on the internet... You had two. Op- There's two options that could happen. Either I'm online browsing the internet, and someone tries to call and they get a business signal, or if you were super lucky, that call would kick you off the internet. Yep. And then of course, if someone in the house picked up the phone, it would cut you off the internet. Yep. Uh, me and my sister were teenagers in the '90s. I had a younger brother, and my parents were actually my dad actually used the internet to communicate. Um,
2: for his with, work.
0: With for work with family. How I met my stepmom, but I can go into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. You know, it's, um... Met some mom after parents were divorced, is what I've been told. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: But basically...
2: That's,
0: that's not the point, no. Point is, Internet was used for a lot of things back then. Uh, so much rather today, just not in that amount. But we can... Eh, well, you horrible noise. Not mm-hmm. very good quality. Quite a bit different. Um, but... So, in the commentary on the DVD, Jay Roach, who I don't know what his role in this movie was, I just copied the trivia without looking up who he was, but basically, the reason they had AOL in the movie was their product placement. And do you know what this product placement paid? Why, well, yes, a free year of service from AOL. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, really? It was like 20 bucks a month. Come on. Yeah. But you know, it was worth a little bit more than that back then, but not really, because I'm still sure I never I didn't pay more than 20 bucks for a DVD. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, and it buy those DVDs till the 2000s, anyways.
1: Well, and and another nice little tidbit, Austin Powers was one of the. First cult classics on DVD.
0: Yes. So it was like in the early 2000s when we started getting DVDs that become more popular. Um, and I say this because they, they were here or there, but there wasn't a ton of movies on them until the early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: because we can release more movies on DVD, but not as many people had the DVD players.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it took time. I remember when I got my first DVD player, um, it was the early 2000s. I bought one. um it was, like, 20-something bucks. It was, like, mm-hmm. orange because it was a bright, fun, dorm room-type color Went from mm-hmm. Target or Walmart, probably. And my friend's like, why do you need that? So I can watch stuff because there was some movies and stuff I wanted.
2: hmm
0: Okay, so, time, moment of shame. My first DVD was an NSYNC one
2: mm-hmm.
0: called The Real NSYNC, and it had, like, some back, it was, like, When they were popular, they would take, one of them would have like a video camera. They had like all this old footage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was a goofy little fun movie. Second DVD. Mm -hmm. My sister bought me the South Park movie for Christmas. And I was told I was not allowed to watch it around my brother because it was a bad movie. Even after point out, he had already seen the movie at my mom's house. Yep. I still don't want you and watch that. Okay.
1: Personal (laughs) trivia for me. My first DVD player was a PlayStation 2. So, uh, great little machine. Still love it. Still works. Almost 20 years later.
0: It is currently hooked up in the house right now. I can see the red light
1: on. So, (laughs) second thing. Um, My first DVD, however, if I'm correct, was Mallrats. Good choice. Yes. Again, Seth Green. Yep. Seth. No? No, no. No, no. Seth Green in
0: that. Seth wasn't, wasn't he in the Kevin Smith movie?
1: He was not in Mallrats.
0: Okay. I'm thinking of something complete.
1: Yeah.
0: No, no. Okay. Here's why said Seth green. Because originally, the studio wanted Seth to play Jason Mew, or to play Jay. Yeah. And Kevin's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually did some tests with Seth, and then they bought Jay, Jason Mewes, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this works. Yeah. I, I may have a few of those bits mixed around, but basically, studio wants Seth, Kevin wants Jay, Kevin wants.
1: Yep.
0: Next bit of trivia. This one, we're going down a little bit darker path. So I mentioned that henchman random task from the end of the movie, throwing the shoe. Um, yeah, he's not going to be acting in anything else. Um, Ever. Well, maybe the prison talent show. See, back in 1990, before the movie came out, he actually tortured a 19-year-old woman. Why then did he still act in this movie? was well, because he wasn't captured until 2008 when a DNA match linked him to the crime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the victim actually has said that she had a copy of this movie in her home and mm-hmm. didn't even realize it was him until his identity was revealed. Um, and, you know, sometimes in the U.S., there, there can be, like, prison sentences that don't make sense. Like, where well, are they still there? Are they get out too soon, you think? No, this guy's still there because in 2017 he got an extra 27 years to add to his sentence. Because...
1: Um, Murdered his cellmate.
0: Yeah, so... he, Yeah, again, he's not going to be adding anything. So I, I read that. I'm like, oh, oh okay then. <laughs> um, you know, everything's different, so whatever happened then, I don't know, but at least he's not able to do it to anyone else unless you're already in prison, in which case, I, I can't help you, but hopefully they take taken precautions now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the... Actually, no. My only other trivia I have listed here was about the Demolition Man thing. So
2: yep.
0: <laughs> so those are the two the two bits of trivia I got from the movie Database. base. Mm-hmm. There will be a link to direct to the trivia on the blog post. Um, though you can always go look it up on imdb.com yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, overall, that's pretty much what I have to say about that movie. Where are your thoughts about the movie
1: overall? Uh, we said what I thought about the movie earlier where this movie, it it's a decent movie, but it doesn't have a lot of cohesion and it feels like it's just sketch after sketch, after sketch, after sketch. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's something I really liked when I was younger, but you know, nowadays looking at, looking back on it doesn't hold up as well for me. Yeah.
0: I would say if my, my recommendation, if you're going to check out this film is get a group of friends Maybe a group who remember it from back in the day, or a group who, you know, someone else, and have it around, like, in a party atmosphere where the only, just make sure the only point of focus isn't the movie, because that will help a bit. You make a drinking game. I'm sure there's one on the internet, and if not, you know what? Now it's oh, time I'm to make cer- one.
1: I'm certain there's going to be a drinking game, and I'm certain one of the options is going to be drink every time he says, hey, yeah, baby, yeah.
0: Yep. Anytime he tries to have Vanessa, anything at all, you know? Yep. Yep. But yes, and we do not success. condone drinking if you're under 21, drink responsibly, yada, yada, yada. You wanna, You know what? Do what me and my friend did once. We didn't have any booze and nobody only like drinking, so we got water and a bunch of candy and decided to have one with Twilight, which was good because she made me watch the Twilight series and I did not feel like dying of liver poisoning. <laughs> All right, so now, now I want to hear from you, our listeners. Have you seen this film? What do you think about it? Did we totally mess up going over your favorite part? Did we skip it? Um, and we really want your feedback. We want to know what you thought of this film. Um, as I mentioned before, do you have a good memory about this film? Do you just think about this film, bring back a memory of the time you saw it, or just like something really funny that you'd like to share?
1: Yes. Remember, film is a subjective media, especially for the watcher. It's something... That's just why we want to hear back from you. We want to know what your thoughts are on it.
0: Yep. If you didn't see it, well, let us know what you think about just from our description. Have we made you curious enough that you want to check this out for yourself? Or have our glowing review of it <laughs> reviews of it made you think, you know what? I'm good. I will stick to Wayne's World for my Mike Myers fix from that period. Mm-hmm. You know, just let us know. Um, and then just anyone. We've already said how we think it would stand up today, but... Where are your thoughts? You know, what would you change to make it fit more of today's climate? Um, would you add anything, would you take away anything? Or what do you think would happen if Austin Powers, the 30-year mark, was actually today and, you know, 1990 was when he was frozen? Yep. You know, let us know. Um, You can let us know by dropping a line to SMP underscore jacks on Twitter or Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Or you can go to our new website, whentheworldisours.com. Yes, that is my new our new headquartered webpage. There is a link on that page just to go directly to Saturday Morning Pajamas. Because um, there are a few other projects on that page. Um, but it's really easy to get to Saturday Morning Pajamas. Where you can then read our blog post about the film and check everything else out. Um, let's see, I have a checklist here. Ah, next. So, we mentioned this earlier about some of those lost episodes being released for our Patreon. Well, now I'm going to give you more details on that. We do have a Patreon page and we would really appreciate your help to support projects like Saturday morning pajamas. Um, Patreon is under our when the world is ours name and there are many different support levels offered. Every little bit will help. Um, rewards right now include access to vote on future episode movie selection. You can get some behind the scenes photos. I'm hoping in the future to add those lost episodes. If we get interest, let us know Um and then there are also some plans to maybe launch a Discord server and possibly some physical prizes in the future. You can find a link to our Patreon on the blog post and the description for this episode, as well as on patreon.com slash is ours. All right. So, in all, this basically wraps up our episode of Santa pajamas It's been great. Um, any final thoughts from you, AJ? Uh,
1: something I was thinking about while we were talking about this. You know what this made me want to do? What? Made me want to watch a good Mike Myers comedy movie. And I'm not talking about a goofy Mike Myers comedy out movie. I'm just talking about a good Mike Myers comedy movie. I want to watch So I Married an Ex-Murderer again.
0: I've never seen that. Yeah, well,
1: there's a first time for everything.
0: Well, no, no, maybe we will do that. Um, next week we, I haven't decided on next week's movie yet. Um, I'm thinking though, we're going to be switching genres up a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not always a comedy movie. Um, so we're probably gonna go with like a horror or an action movie next week, mm-hmm. but you know what? Drop a line. Let us know. Should we do, so I married an axe murderer after that? Should we go into the sp- Austin Powers of Spy Who Shagged Me? What do you want to see for our next comedy movie? That's going to be up in about two or three weeks. Let us know. We look forward to your comments. Um, It's been great, but, um, oh, shit, our cereal is getting soggy. So we are off, and as always, be excellent to each other. Bye.
1: See ya.